We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is the Bud Light Post Game Show. Bud Light, this football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Sooner football has been brought to you by OG&E, power at the speed of life, and by State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. Now, this is the Bud Light Post Game Show. Trips to the left. Ball out Charlie to the right. Play action. Back to pass Hurts. Hits as he throws. Takes a shot deep. Looking for CD. He caught it. How did he catch that? Touchdown. Wow. He had three Cyclones around him. And CD Land came down with it. It is over in Norman. And if you were one of the thousands who left early tonight, uh, you missed quite a finish. Fortunately, the Sooners hang on for a 42-41 win for the third time in the last, I believe my math was correct, four years, Oklahoma on their home field has dodged a potential game-winning two-point conversion. TCU, Oklahoma State, and now tonight, Iowa State. And they win it 42-41 to keep their Big 12 and potentially national college football playoff hopes alive. Coach Merv, we'll start with you. Help us make sense of what we've just seen here tonight. <laughs> I'm not sure there were any sets there. I tell you, that's a uh, pretty good team. That guy has coached in the last two years and the things he's done and the things that we've not seen before in the way of plays and formations and so forth. And it's a real deal. It works. I think he's going to produce some ideas and some things for a lot of the coaches that might help a particular team that they uh, coach. But by the same token, uh, I thought that uh, 
we were kind of lethargic the second half, really uh, needed to do the things we did the first half, throw the long bomb, run the passes, uh, do this. I think we're trying to maybe make the second half click and move and get over with, and we weren't making first downs and doing things that we needed to do. And, uh, you know, I think they'll look at that and, and take a long look at it, and uh, maybe we can uh, learn something from it because we got three three really tough ones coming up. Teddy? Yeah, I agree with Coach. Iowa State is definitely a, a good football team, and, and they figured out a way to play us close over the last couple of years for sure. You know, we come out of this game with the win, 42-41, it's up to a two-point conversion stop late. And, you know, quite frankly, I know he's got a bunch of yards and touchdowns and stats, but Jalen Hurts did not play a good football game. Uh, a terrible interception late that nearly cost us the game. Let's not forget early on, three balls hit Iowa State guys in the hands. Well, one of them doesn't hit him in the hands. He mistimes his jump and it should have been intercepted. It's a touchdown the other way by C.D. Lamb. You know, we got away with some things early in this football game that had we not, this result could have been different. So, you know, we got to go back to the drawing board. And Coach is exactly right. That second half, you know, from a, a defense that went in at halftime, you know, that wasn't feeling too good about themselves and needed to get a couple of things secured and figured out, well, they came out, and, and maybe their worst drive of the entire football game was that first drive of the, of the second half by Iowa State. So, I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff to, to look at and, and dive into and, and, and really chew up and, and see what really needs to happen for this team to, to play better football down the stretch. But here's the thing. You won the football game, and, you know, there was some good play by some guys down the stretch. I thought Kennedy Brooks had a really good night, 15 carries for – 142 yards uh, we had a bunch of injuries which i i think factored into the game as well so there's really a lot to unpack in this game sooners improve on the season to eight and one five and one now in big 12 play iowa state falls to five and four three and three in league action whether brahms is your stop for a burger and ice cream or your weekly trip for groceries from the fresh market brahms is proud to be a part of your family's tradition farm fresh for over 50 years University of Oklahoma and Sooner Sports Properties would like to thank our concession partners, Rib Crib, Chick-fil-A, Frito-Lay, Pizza Hut, Johnsonville, Nacho Express, and Kona Ice. We'll get the postgame thoughts of Rufus Alexander when we come back. Sooners win at 42-41 over Iowa State. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. Three wides. Brooks on the right hip of Hurts. Man in motion left to right. C.D. Lamb, they keeper. Hurts up the middle. Touchdown! I thought he gave it to C.D., and so did the linebacker. But Hertz kept it right through the gut of the defense. And the Sooners lead 13-zip. Sooner football brought to you by Paycom, moving the chains on HR technology. Sooner fans, be sure to catch the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Love this show. Chris Plank and Teddy Lehman host it with two Sooner assistant coaches every week. It's really good TV. Check it out Thursday, 7 p.m. on Sooner Sports Radio and Sooner Sports TV. 42-41 in a, uh, a game we're still trying to wrap our heads around here tonight as we're joined by Rufus Alexander in the booth. As always, he watched the game from the sidelines. Help me out, Ru. 
Man, it was a inconsistent game by Jalen Hurts, a very inconsistent game by the defense. It was just kind of they started off doing really well, and then it just kind of the wheels just kind of fell off. Missed tackles here and there, uh, had plays where they they had opportunities I'm up to here. make tackles in the open field. I'm and, already up here, right? And, and the guys just didn't make uh, make the plays happen, and it, it just you know Iowa State got confidence, uh, their defense settled in. Uh, we had some injuries on the we had an injury on the offensive line that made us shuffle people around and it just didn't work very well and it made the offense a little bit more inconsistent uh, and defensively man we we starting to some of the old habits are starting to creep back up because they're starting to block up our defensive line and the quarterbacks are having time and they're throwing the ball down the field um, they're kind of picking on us in the middle with the with the linebackers as well because uh, you see Kenneth Murray now, he's running himself out of plays now, which he wasn't doing earlier on. So it's just kind of a, a mix-up of a lot of things that are happening to the defense that's kind of get that's coming up to bite them, and they need to answer some of those questions and figure out ways to get pressure, how it was generated earlier in the year uh, to help out the secondary. And that's why the secondary was playing well, because the front line was generating pressure and guys had to throw the ball earlier. What's the difference the last two weeks? Texas couldn't block these guys. They were living in the backfield. Is it a magical scheme that K-State and Iowa State came up with to block them? No. I think they ran the ball. They were balanced, and Oklahoma couldn't make Iowa State one-dimensional. Um, you, you can tee off once you make a team one-dimensional and really kind of get after them. Um, but once you can't do that and make them one-dimensional, Iowa State ran the ball consistently. I mean, they ran the ball 18 carries for 120 yards, six, uh, six yards a carry. I mean, that's not a, a recipe for success. Guys getting five yards, pretty much a pop on a, uh, on a run. So they were able to stay balanced throughout the game. Iowa, um, when, you play, when you watch the K-State game, K-State was able to stay balanced throughout the game, and that's not good for any defense. Whenever you play defense, and Teddy attests to it, you want to make a team one-dimensional, and then you can tee off either way it goes. And they allowed those guys to stay balanced and kind of kept themselves in the game by not really getting that 28, 30-point lead. They kind of stayed at that 21-point range, and they would score a touchdown. You're down 14, so you still feel like you're in it. But once you kind of down 28, 30 points, it kind of feel like it's gotten away from you. And they would never – Oklahoma just never got past that threshold. Teddy, hang on. I want you to answer that. What's changed the last two weeks? But let's take a break. Obviously, the postgame thoughts of Lincoln Riley coming up soon as well. Sooner survive here tonight, 42-41 on Owen Field. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. They send Brooks out into the slot, so empty set. Snap to Hurts. Three-man rush. Floats to the right. Now the pressure's on. Lobs it across. That's caught at the 50. TD Lee, he's out near the first down. He dives for the marker, and he got it. You're listening to the Bud Light Post Game Show. Saturdays are better with a crisp Bud Light at your tailgate. Keep it crisp, Oklahoma, and please drink responsibly. Thank you, Michael Dean. Blue Klaus and Blue Shield of Oklahoma and OU Athletics have teamed up to recognize outstanding teachers in our classrooms and communities. Visit OUTeacherofthegame.com to nominate your teacher to be honored at an OU football game and win $1,000. 42-41 Sooners win here tonight over Iowa State. We are awaiting the post-game thoughts of Lincoln Riley. In the meantime, Teddy, I think what everybody's sitting in their cars wanting to know right now is what's the difference between this OU defense the first seven weeks and the last two games? Boy, I wish I had an answer for that. You know, early on, we tackled really good. We rallied to the football really good. 
we pressured the quarterback. Um, we had defensive linemen making tackles for loss, getting people behind the chains. Uh, and it's slowly falling apart. I think a big part of it is people have a better book on what we're doing defensively. They're, they know how to block up our defensive line stunts. And we haven't had much of a counter for that. And honestly, tackling has really deteriorated. It honestly has. You know, that Kansas State football game, you can go back and see, you know, missed tackles from Kenneth Murray. And, and, and I don't think you can point to one guy. I mean, it's across the board. Kenneth Murray, Turner Yell, uh, Motley. You know, there's everyone's kind of, yeah, everyone's sharing in it. So I think that's one of the biggest problems is the missed tackles. That's, that's shown back up big time. And tonight what we saw is a bunch of guys losing one-on-one battles in the passing game. We haven't seen a whole lot of that. Uh, I think the pressure on the quarterback that's been so good early in the season uh, kept those guys from having to defend some of those 50-50 balls. We did not do very good at that tonight. Uh, we had corners slipping all over the field, safeties falling down in coverage. It just it, it was not a good look defensively. And um, i got to tell you, you know, Iowa State is a good football team, but we're about to face a better one next week. Better defensively. They've got some better weapons offensively. Um, you know, they they try and play a little bit different game. It's They try and play a dirty game, Baylor does, and make things ugly, low scoring, and try and have a chance in the end. And, you know, so we better get some things defensively figured out. And the biggest thing, though, is go back to fundamentals. If you tackle better, you're going to be in a much better position to get off the field. I think offensively, 59 scares me. He's not in the game where – Adrian Ely. Adrian Ely is not yeah. in the game. We 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 are in some, pro, we have some problems up front. Are they? Uh, I mean, it's going to be the Lincoln Riley press conference on Monday is going to be must see, because who OU has the rest of the year? I mean, there's a lot of Trey yeah. Sermon got hurt tonight. Yep. Adrian Ely got hurt tonight. Didn't Kenneth come back. Mann. Kenneth Mann got hurt. Didn't come back. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Stevenson was out there, but he was hobbling around the whole time. So, I mean, some some important. Guys on this football team went down tonight and ended up in that injury tent down there. Yeah. I mean, and just offensively, once Adrian Neely went down, you just saw the, the offensive just, just sputter. You just they couldn't get any consistency. They couldn't get anything going on the right side where they would have where they were having a lot of success, where Kennedy Brooks was doing a lot of really good things, having success coming out on the right side when you, you kind of did that little zone read type of runs and stuff. And with him not out there, I just think they're just in their unrest. They're unsettled. Um, and then you move Swenson over to right, and he, he struggled in that second half when he was at right tackle. It didn't look too good. Let's take a break. We expect the postgame thoughts of Lincoln Riley coming up very soon. 42-41 Sooners win it here tonight on Owen Field. This is Sooner football from Learfield IMG College. A.D. Miller wide right, Bridges, Basquin, and Lamb to the left. From the seven, third and four, back to pass, blitz is on. Lob in zone for Bridges, it is caught! Trajan Bridges, touchdown! Sooner fans, be sure to catch Sooner Football 2019 with Lincoln Riley, presented by Integris Heart Hospital. Log on to Soonersports.com for air times on Sooner Sports TV. Let's bring in uh, Coach Merv Johnson again. Sooners win 42-41. We are awaiting the postgame thoughts of uh, Lincoln Riley. Coach, your thoughts on the defense 
And what's the difference the last couple of games? Because they look so good up until Kansas State. Well, I think it's a disaster. Uh, really, a team that uh, have got a quarterback that can throw the ball really well with excellent receivers is going to come to the line of scrimmage every time with a quarterback and at least four quality receivers spread across the entire field. Okay, who are you going to cover them with, Teddy? You're going to cover them with the best you got. You're going to put your defensive back, your backs back there, and you got to have linebackers in position because there's a running back that may come out of there. And, and what you wind up with is just what we wound up with tonight. we got three guys rushing most of the time, and they're good rushers. But if they get out of their lane, uh, there's a big hole somewhere, and everybody's gone chasing the people, the back and the other guys. They're chasing them all over the field trying to make them cover. And the doggone quarterback thing he killed us tonight is the quarterback's 20-yard runs up the middle. Yeah. There's nobody back there. they got three guys rushing, nobody back there. If they get it all out of their lanes, then uh, – He's going to take that if he can't get something going. We are, I agree. We are definitely at our best defensively when we are aggressive and bringing pressure on the yeah. quarterback. And I think that's that's uh, developing more. This team's doing it more than any team we've seen. And I think that this is uh, the next thing we've got to try to work for. Uh, you know, those three linemen maybe need to, need to come in there on the same same dog on. I can't talk. Can't uh, same. Uh, line and not give any big holes in there, even if they don't get anything but their hands up, if they don't get any pressure on the quarterback. But, uh, you know, and, and when the team does that once in a while, you see it. But to see it all night like we did, <laughs> I think we saw what it was. Time for the postgame thoughts of Lincoln Riley, brought to you by Travis W. Watkins Tax Resolution and Accounting Firm. And we go to the locker room with Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. That's fun. <laughs> Toby Lincoln Riley joins us down here in the locker room. Coach, congratulations on the win. What was uh, just kind of your overall thoughts on what ended up being, I'm sure, a little bit more of a wild finish than, than you would have liked? Yeah, I mean, frustrated a little bit just with, uh, you know, there's some stretches in this game. We played probably the best ball that we've played all year. I mean, we really played some really good football at times. Um, you know, and had not some plenty of opportunities, obviously, to put the game away. Disappointing we didn't put it away earlier than we did. Um, but like I told the guys in there, I mean, that's you look at championship teams, everybody, when you look back at their seasons, you kind of assume maybe sometimes that everything just went perfect, and, and you have games like this. I mean, that's just, you've got to, you don't want them, especially when you have a chance to separate like we did. But if they happen, you got to you got to man up and find a, find a way to win in the end. And I'm really proud of our kids, our defense, for doing that there at the end what what did they do defensively in that fourth quarter that gave you guys so much trouble where you couldn't really get drives going late in the game well we had the two turnovers um you know i think that were obviously really really big plays um yeah we just we had too many negative plays you know we just i i did a bad job i put us in some bad positions i, I didn't call it very well got away from um few things I shouldn't have gotten away from and so uh and then we made a few mistakes we just had a couple of uncharacteristic mistakes I mean the two turnovers obviously but two of our best players and then even that just we just had some some mistakes that the untrained eye won't see that that you know that we don't need to have and so you know we've we didn't make them in the first half and and we saw what happened and so we, we've got to we obviously got, we got to get better and that's what November's all about I, I know CD will probably um 
be mad at himself over the fumble. But what a night with blocking downfield, some of the big plays he made. He took a couple of potential turnovers away from Iowa State, too. Yeah, no, he, he, he did some really good things. Played well, played aggressive, um, made some big plays, none bigger than, honestly, than getting, the, obviously, the, the uh, onside recovery at the end. Had a big block on Kennedy's long touchdown run. So, yeah, he, he played well. Yeah, you mentioned Kennedy, just another extremely productive nine over eight and eight a carry for Kenny Brooks. It seems like there's just massive holes when you guys get him the football. Yeah, you know, he did our, our line did a good job creating a lot of seams, especially especially early and even in the third quarter. Um, you know, they're they're tough, man. I mean, I'm telling you, they, they do a good job defensively and it's unique and, and uh our guys did some really nice things in the run game. And then obviously big one next week. Uh, going to Waco to play an undefeated Baylor team. ESPN's college game day will be there. Got to be exciting for this football team. Yeah, no, it will be. I mean, that's, you know, road games in November tend to tend to define, you know, what happens at the end of this thing. So Baylor's obviously playing well and has found a way to win a bunch of close games, kind of like we had tonight, you know. So they've done a great job, and it should be a fun one. We have any updates on Kenneth or Trey Sermon at all right now? Not yet, not yet, no. Good. Good luck this week, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. That's your post-game interview with Lincoln Riley, presented by Travis W. Watkins Tax Resolution and Accounting Firm. We solve IRS problems. If you haven't heard, you heard there. ESPN Game Day has announced they will be in Waco next week for the uh, primetime matchup between Oklahoma and Baylor. Could very well be the first of two matchups between Oklahoma and Baylor down the stretch. And I'll tell you, we were talking here in the commercial break. Uh, this was an unbelievable day to watch Big 12 football other than the Texas Tech-West Virginia game, it's... which was a blowout. Triple overtime between Waco or between Baylor and TCU. Dicker the kicker wins it at the horn in the Texas-K-State game. And OU and Iowa State come down to a two-point conversion in Norman tonight. If you were just on the couch, you had a fun day watching. I'll that. tell you, um, the Big Tw- this entire season for the Big 12 has been like this. Everyone's beating everyone. And the problem is, at the end of the year, I don't know that people that don't watch this conference every week are going to give you much credit. But I yeah. think there's a, some really good teams in this conference. Too. and. You know, some some people have closed the gap, and it's super competitive. Some of these games are that Kansas State-Texas game, impossible to pick before they kick it off. Uh, Baylor-TCU, kind of the same way. I mean, this is a a hard league to try and get a a real good idea who's going to win week in, week out. Definitely a very balanced league. I love it this way, though. It's it's very exciting every week. Let's take a timeout. we got Shane Beamer coming up. We'll get Rufus' final thoughts as well. Sooners survive tonight, 42-41 to over Iowa State. This is Sooner football from Learfield IMG College. Five wide, Sermon, one of the wideouts to the bottom of the formation, blitz on, quick throw out, CD caught it, open, 45 to midfield, 50, it's a race, 45, cuts midfield to the 40, goes far side, jumps over a guy, 35 to the 30, quit it, 20, 15, 10, 5, you got to be kidding me, touchdown, CD Lamb may have just entered the Heisman race. <laughs> Your OG&E. Power play of the game tonight. OG&E was power at the speed of life. Well, I don't know if he entered the Heisman race, but he might have won the Blitnikoff tonight or, you know, made a loud statement. Some of the touchdowns he's got this year, long, weaving, breaking tackles, jumping over guys, he's been unbelievable. Well, he's he's done he's done it all, right? Like some of the, the Kansas State catch at the line of scrimmage tonight, the play that he made. But also tonight, he goes up over three defenders down there mm-hmm. on the goal line for a touchdown on a deep ball, out-competes those guys. So, yeah, man, he's got it all. Plus, he, you know, he grabs those two onside kicks 
like they're nothing. And let me tell you something. I've been on hands team for onside kick. <laughs> no it is like, Hang on, let's see. I'm telling you, it is like uh, I know I'm a, a complete opposite end of the uh-huh. spectrum from C.D. Lamb, but the confidence to just snag those balls yeah. is, I mean, impressive. And catching punts and everything. I can't laugh at him. He, he made the play in the north end of the oh, uh, cotton please. balls. Yeah. Uh, he showed good hands. It's so. t- hey, but it's tough. The thing about C.D. also is C.D. for his career at Oklahoma, he's shown he can make the acrobatic catches. And now he's showing he show he can go up and catch the ball in traffic and he can play and move and contort his body in the air and make the tough catches. And now he's showing his elusiveness. He's breaking tackles, like you said, weaving, doing all these great things in the open field once he has the ball in his hand. He's had the most complete career. He's grown into yeah. – he reminds me of Buddy Heald in this way. He's grown into looking like a guy who doesn't belong at this level anymore. Mm-hmm. First time you saw Blake Griffin, you said, oh, this guy doesn't belong in college. The first time you saw Trey Young, you said, this guy's not going to be around for a while. Right. Buddy wasn't that way when he got on campus. He grew throughout his career, and by the time he was a senior, you said, this guy doesn't belong. I mean, this guy's next level. C.D. Lamb, not that he wasn't talented as a freshman, but this year – he looks like a man among boys. He was the there. guy that made amazing catches. Now he's the a totally complete wide receiver. Well, and essentially his his statistics. What did he tie or surpass Mark Clayton? Thirty tied now. They're tied at thirty one. Well, that's really two years of work. You know, his first year. How much time did he miss as a as a freshman with injury, shoulder missed, and all that stuff? Missed yeah. quite a bit of time. So it's not like it's been. It's going to be three full seasons for him. He's done a lot of work in very little time. Final thought before you get out of here, Rue? Um, I mean, defensively, they got to go back and look themselves in the mirror and redo whatever they ha- whatever magic they started off with in the beginning. Um, somebody's going to always make you question what you are and who you are. And, um, and now they have to really, you know, you can believe it and say speed D and all that stuff, but – to live it and to to live this defensive thing and believe yourself as a, being a great defensive team, it's proven it every day in practices. And whenever you make mistakes the way they're making mistakes, missing tackles the way they miss tackles, it's you it, you own it. It's on yourself. I mean, Fields missed one in the open field against Purdy. You had Kenneth Murray miss one as well, over pursuing, and he slips and falls on a tackle. Those things you can't happen in can't happen in big games. So. They have to go back and self-evaluate and look themselves in the mirror and then come back to work on Monday and, and really change where they want to continue. They want to change the, the, the narrative of last year, and they don't want people to start saying it's all creeping back to what they were and have the same doubts. So they have to kind of address that and, and get back on the right page. Great stuff. Always appreciate your insight. Appreciate Thank it, you. Bud. Rufus Alexander. Let's take a break. Shane Beamer coming up next. Sooners win 42-41. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. Three tight end. CD in motion. Snap from the two-yard line. Keeper hurts up the middle. Pushing. Churden. He's in. Touchdown. With three seconds to go in the first half, Jalen Hurts looks at the crowd, points, and says, give me some noise. You're listening to the Bud Light Post Game Show. Saturdays are better with a crisp Bud Light at your tailgate. Keep it crisp, Oklahoma, and please drink responsibly. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game at midfield at each home game. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, you got one home game left. Go to orthoexc.com. 
Sooners.com. 42-41, Sooners win tonight, a tight one. Two-point conversion interception, although it won't go down as a takeaway in the books. It's not technically a turnover, but Parnell Motley made the play to save the game. Let's go back to the locker room. Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert are with uh, Shane Beamer. All right, Toby, we're joined by Shane Beamer. And uh, Coach Riley just said it, one of the biggest plays of the game, CeeDee Lamb on that uh, onside recover. And I know you were pretty pumped up after that, too. Yeah, that was huge. I mean, we really we work the hands team more here than anywhere I've ever been. I mean, we spend quite a bit of time on that on Thursday's practice. And, and uh, uh, Iowa State had one earlier that we had seen on video, I guess, last year against Texas and came out in something a little bit different. But, you know, our guys are prepared and, and uh, got our best players out there for that situation, and they executed now, looking at your position group, uh, Braden Willis and Jeremiah Holt, both with a couple of big plays in this game. Both those guys played a lot of snaps, especially in that first half. Yeah, they did. We uh, did quite a bit of two tight end stuff, which we have been this year, but opened up the game and quite a bit of that. Uh, uh, they both had big catches, like you said. Jeremiah had that big uh, conversion over there on our sideline and then a big catch for Braden uh, over there on their sideline with a big run after the catch. So uh, those two guys are good players, and, and uh, you know, like we've talked about before, they are able to help us in the run game with what they do out in the perimeter in the passing game. They're both contributed on special teams and got to continue to find more and more ways to, to utilize those guys for sure. You, know, you, you and Gabe were talking about it quite a bit before we hit the air, but this is a very challenging defense to try to go up against. What makes it so difficult? Well, they're... Uh, they got good players. I mean, they, they play hard. They're physical. Uh, we knew that going into it. It was going to be a battle. But they just do a great job schematically. Um, you know, a lot of the teams in our conference are, are doing what they do quite a bit. You know, the three down with uh, five DBs. But just what they do from a coverage standpoint is is really challenging. Uh, and then it really affects you in the run game. You know, just your guys, your tight ends, and your receivers have really got to be dialed in to – who they're going to block and it changes play to play based on how they're lined up if that makes sense so uh you know we had some busts out there they gave us some different looks earlier early in the game and then uh, maybe what they had showed and and uh it's you know it's a defense that we really spent a lot of time on year round uh spring practice preseason practice because we see it in this conference but these guys do it better than than anybody they know what they're doing and, and they're really sound in what they do even when the team comes all the way back and goes for two to win the game, is there anything better on planet Earth than victory formation? <laughs> no, there's not, especially after a uh, onside kick recovery. Two of them. Uh, 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 two of them. Yeah, timeout. Oh, no. Um, but back-to-back, those guys executed, and, and you know, uh, uh, it was a great win. You know, that's a good team that coming into this game. It lost, I think, three point three games by a total of ten points, and and two of those games were by three points, if I'm not mistaken. So, really good football team, as good as any team in this conference. And we knew it was going to be a battle, and and uh, uh, obviously can't turn the ball over in the second half, like Coach Riley talked about. But great win, and can't wait to get to Waco a week from tonight. Hey, final thought from me. Uh, overall, that running game just really got click of the night from the running back position how good was it from an overall offensive perspective to see Kennedy running the ball like that absolutely uh he's a talented guy and and uh did a great job it was good to see him uh getting some carries and and, and all those guys you know it's a deep group and and uh you obviously Jalen brings an element to the running game with what he's able to do but you don't want to have him want to have him have to carry it as much as he's done in previous weeks so it's good to be able to see teams have to worry about him our running backs who are super talented guys and and uh you know when that running game is clicking, it opens up everything else in the play-action game, passing game, and, and uh, makes our offense better. Congrats to the win, Coach. Good luck next week. Yep. Thank you, guys. That is Shane Beamer. Updated Big 12 standings, by the way. Baylor at 6-0, OU 5-1, Texas 4-2. 
everybody else has at least three losses for all intent and purpose. And I suppose things could get crazy squirrely and you got some everybody with three losses. But we're down to three teams competing for the two spots of the Big 12 championship game. And you cannot rule out Texas. That's right. They play the people they want to play down the stretch. Baylor and um, who do they? Who ISU. Baylor and ISU and both on Tech. the road. And they get Texas Correct. Tech at home. Yep. So, a you know, it, they need Baylor to lose a game. Or, excuse me, they need Baylor to lose to mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And, and then beat them. And then beat them. And at least match them in the loss column in uh, you know in addition to right. that they can't go to Iowa State and lose. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll get Merv's final thoughts uh, for tonight when we come back. We got a lot of sound rolling in. We're going to hear from CD Lamb coming up as well. Sooners win at 42-41. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, Sooner Football has been brought to you by Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Stores, farm fresh for over 50 years. Coca-Cola, share a Coke with a teammate, rival, or a friend this season. Coca-Cola, official partner of the Oklahoma Sooners. And by Red Carpet Charters, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. This is the Bud Light Post Game Show. There's a handoff to Brooks. Big hole left side, 40. 35, watch out. Big block down the sidelines at the 10. Swims through and he's into the end zone. Touchdown. C.D. Lamb sprung him. And Mr. Brooks finished it. <laughs> 48 yards. That's the Pizza Hut delivery of the game. When OU wins, you win free pizza. Go to Soonersports.com slash Pizza Hut. For more details, mm, two or three impressive things on that. The run by Kennedy Brooks, impressive. The blocks, two of them by CeeDee Lamb, impressive. And I don't know if I've ever spit more than I did when I spit sprung him. I, I had to <laughs> get out the squeegee to take care of the glass in front of us. But uh, just part of a big night by CeeDee Lamb. And uh, Coach and Teddy, I'll ask you who your mid-first bank player of the game is tonight. But I don't, is there a question here at all? No, not for me. It's CeeDee Lamb. Onside recovery, those blocks on the big run, um, what he did with the football in his hands, going up and making that play down on the goal line, uh, really impressive stuff. I know he had the one fumble that was critical down the stretch, but I think all of the positives uh, far outweigh that fumble. He had a huge night. Midfirst Bank, premier partner of OU Athletics and your exclusive home for the OU credit and debit card. Go to midfirst.com slash Sooners for details. Midfirst Bank, true to your money. Our Midfirst Bank player of the game is with Chris Plank. Toby, big night for C.D. Lamb. Uh, overall, you were talking to the Fox people, and you gave a lot of credit to the defense and how when they came in, they made a play when they needed to late, didn't they? Man, they definitely did. Uh, if it wasn't for them, I don't even know if we would have came out victorious like we did. Uh, Piedmont came up with a big play at the end, and uh, defense still firm. Now, when you're playing a complex defense like that, a unique defense that they play at Iowa State, what are the biggest challenges going against that group? Man, the blocking assignments as far as being a receiver because it's very different simply because they cut a lot of corners and uh, try to a lot, try to fit the run support. So it's very difficult for us on the outside. But uh, we did. A, I feel like we did a great job on the outside. Who not how to on end of the bargain and um man just have just try to push forward with the running game, get it started. How good did it feel to get a couple key blocks on Kennedy's big run? 
Felt good, man. I always, like I said before, uh, when when I block like that, I feel like I scored. So uh, I always want to see my brother shine, and I'm great to have a huge responsibility in that. Now you finish with the eight catches, the 167 yards, the two touchdowns, but how much is that fumble sticking with you? Oh, that's definitely on my head all night. Um, honestly, I just told Perk, my locker mate, um, who's in my like, who's I'm sorry, who's my locker mate. Uh, that all the good things that I did, that fumble is definitely going to overshadow all of that. But it should because you made big plays, and this team is in the game because of that. Right. Take me through the breakaway on the little on the little tunnel screen when you took it to the house. Oh uh, man, I was. What'd you see? I was just trying to make a play. Uh, I saw a little crease, and I saw Trey uh, set him up before a block, and then before you know it, I was on the other side of the field. So, I was, like I said, I was just a player trying to make a play and uh, just try to get in the end zone. Now you can clearly learn from a close one this week. Heading into next week, Waco, undefeated Baylor, ESPN College Game Day, the whole thing, exactly what a star college football player wants. How excited are you? Oh, I'm very excited, man. There's a lot at stake. Them guys, are they've done a great job up to this point, obviously, them being undefeated. And uh, we look for a great task ahead. Congrats on him, man. Appreciate it. That's C.D. Lamb, our mid-first bank player of the game tonight. And uh, Coach Merv, any final thoughts? Tonight? No, not really. I thought I was a little abrupt while ago, but by the same token, uh, three guys really have a tough time pressing the uh, quarterback to where he, you know, has to hold the ball too long. I, I, I see a lot of them, and I think we do occasionally use four guys, like when uh, mm-hmm. uh, our, our end sacked him tonight, uh, you know, but didn't have him in there a lot of the time because we just had three down linemen. I don't know whether you can uh, can uh, proceed in that manner and, uh, and have it better off, but, you know, we did so many good things the first half and the second half we had – ugly things and and the quarterback kept running for 15 or 18 or 20 yards and you can't do that especially when it's third and long but uh i know these guys will work on it and i think we saw an unusual team tonight and uh, maybe we won't see quite the same things 509 consecutive OU football games. Coach? Hadn't seen one like this. <laughs> that was a pretty pretty interesting one. Always a pleasure, Coach, and we will see you down in Waco. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry week. to leave you a little bit early, but uh, Teddy will take it up. Don't yeah, worry about he's got, that. He's got it under <laughs> control. We'll take a timeout. Kennedy Brooks coming up next. Sooners win 42-41 in Norman. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, Sooner football has been brought to you by Mercy. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. Shelter Insurance. Find an agent for your auto, home, and life at shelterinsurance.com. And by Taco Mayo. Fresh ingredients built to order. This is the Bud Light Post Game Show. You can send your questions to AskSooners at OU.edu or tweet them to at OU on the air. It's time to talk Sooner football. Trips out to the left in a bunch formation. Purdy's got it. Looks right, runs it himself. He's met. Smashed! Thrown down by Laron Stokes. A loss of one. Sooner football brought to you by Bank of Oklahoma. Long live your money. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. 42-41, Sooner survived tonight. Back downstairs we go and... 
Kennedy Brooks. You're using the slant against I think so. Lot. Toby, we're down here with Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy, first and foremost, uh, congrats on the win, man. I know that it was uh, maybe a little tighter than you guys wanted, but it's always good to win in championship November, isn't it? Uh, yeah, man. This, this game is very important uh, for the goals we have for each other, for ourselves. But um, good, tough win. So I'm proud. I'm happy for it. Yeah, a couple of the big runs. Uh, take us through the really long one. What, 46, 48, 48, 48 yard touchdown? Uh, what'd you see? Um, my offensive line made a huge hole for me, and I just followed CD, man. He he gave me two like great blocks, and I had made one do miss, and I did, so it was just a blessing. How much does that charge you guys up, fire you up when you see your receivers downfield blocking like that? Uh, man, it's. I mean, it's a, it's, it makes a huge difference, you know, just seeing how they block for us, man, makes, them, makes us want to do the same for them, you know, just make bigger plays, you know, just, man, just a blessing just seeing what they do. Now, I've had a theory running for two years, about two years now, that the offensive linemen block better when you get handed to the ball. Do you? Would you like to comment on that? <laughs> I mean... I am their favorite, but... <laughs> and you're talking to a former offensive lineman, too, so, I mean... Yeah, I, I am their favorite, but, no, nah, they, they block well for everybody. Just, for some reason, they block a little bit better just for me. <laughs> and then you, there's a few plays that Lincoln's got schemed up where you're a lead blocker out there for Jalen Hurts. What's that been like for you? Uh, I like it, man. It just it helps me improve on my game uh, for blocking. You know, I'm, I'm willing to do anything for the team to help us win, so it's... Uh, man, I like doing it, so it's a good... A good adding thing for my for what I can do all right a final thought before I let you go um couple of weeks didn't get a lot of carries tonight they really started feeding you what does that do for your confidence going forward and again we don't know much about Trey's injury right now where Mondre gets dinged up that room getting smaller and smaller in there but what did tonight do for your confidence uh man just made my confidence confidence go up even more you know um I know what I can do and I know um what this offense line can do just seeing us put it all together just I mean we made big things happen so yeah Congrats on man. Appreciate it. Kennedy Brooks, 15 carries, 132 yards tonight in a touchdown. He averaged 8.8 yards a tote, including that 48-yard scamper. Good to see him back over 100 yards tonight. Sooners went 42-41. Let's take a break. We'll look at the final stats, and we got more postgame sound coming up next. Purdy runs right, fakes a pitch. Now he throws it behind the line. It's caught, wrapped up, Buki, and he's thrown for a loss. You're listening to the Bud Light Post Game Show. Saturdays are better with a crisp Bud Light at your tailgate. Keep it crisp, Oklahoma, and please drink responsibly. Thank you, Michael Dean. That play reminds me, what a bizarre. So we had uh, the OU defense had four three and outs tonight. Iowa State had only seven all year. They were number one in the nation and fewest three and outs. Oh, you had four of those tonight. But every time they didn't get a three out, with one exception, they scored a touchdown. No, two exceptions. The turnover on downs in the fourth quarter, which we was the series we just heard right there. Which, my goodness, what a huge turn of events that turned out to be. And there was a punt in the uh, first half when they picked up a few first downs. But other than that, it was either a three and out or a touchdown. And that possession was one of the – they started at the plus 35. They had the ball for six minutes and 49 seconds and gained 19 yards. On 12 plays, right? I think that's right. I don't have that number in front of me. It was either 10 or 12 plays. It was 12 plays. A 12-play, 19-yard drive <laughs> that goes for 649 six. and no points. That, that's the darndest thing I've ever seen. Let's go downstairs now. Chris is with uh, Kenneth Murray, I believe. Okay. 
Toby, we're down here with Kenneth Murray, senior uh, captain for the Sooner football team. Just uh, overall, this game, probably a little tighter than you wanted near the end, but kind of take me through your mindset and how you feel about where this team is and how it responded tonight. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a win in November, so, um, you know, happy to get a win, but um, just not a good performance from us on defense. Um, not what we wanted, um, not the standard, um, and we got to get it fixed. You know, it's, a, it's a no excuse business, it's a results business, so. Um, we got to figure out to, to get the right results, and tonight wasn't what what we like, you know, the brand of football that we play. So, um, you know, we put it on tape, and um, now it's now we got to go fix it. How frustrating is it for you, Kenneth, when you look at the the whole thing? The last couple of weeks has been turnovers. You have a couple slip through some guys' hands. You have a few tip balls that somehow hit the ground. It seems like you guys are so close, but just can't get those breaks yet. Yeah. I'm, that's extremely um, frustrating, to be honest, because you know it's you know it's so close to making those plays and, and you, not being made. And um, end of the day, um, you know, sit here and you know cry about it and and you know talk about you know the turnovers we get in practice, all that other BS. You know, um, you know we have to get them in the game and we can't make any excuses about that. And you know it's a results business and we got to be able to get them. So um, another night with no turnovers, which is which is something that for us is extremely frustrating. And, um, it makes me extremely frustrated, but, um, you know, happy to get a win, but um, definitely have to be better. I know it might be maybe a little bit of a sunshine pump or glass half full kind of approach, but, Kenneth, you guys needed to make a play. You made a play on that two-point conversion. Take us through that. For sure. Um, you know, definitely a time in the game where we needed a play to be made, and, um, you know, my guy P. Mike came, up, came out and made a play, and um, definitely, you know, a huge point in the game. Obviously, you know, pretty much sealed the game for us, so... Um, in those times that we did need to play, we were able to make a play. So I'm um, proud of my guys for that. Now, this one clearly, you didn't play the one you the way you wanted to play on the defensive side of the ball. But what can you learn from this performance that can help you next week in Waco taking on an undefeated Baylor team with what appears to be a lot on the line? Uh, just consistency. Uh, I feel like at times tonight it was good. At times tonight it was bad. And, um, you know, we had to be consistent. Uh, with with it being good and consistent with with um, you know us clicking on all cylinders, so um, that's what, what we have to be better at. Um, we have to be consistent because at the end of the day, you know we we've we've we came this far and we put in all this work and did everything throughout the off season and down the season, and to 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 put what we put on tape tonight is unacceptable. So um, you know we have to be better. Final thought, um, as, you know, going forward, you're starting to be blocked different. You're starting to be teams are scheming and game playing around you. What kind of challenges is that presented? Um, I mean, it's the nature of the game. Um, um, you know, a lot of people say it's a compliment, but uh, to me, um, I don't really care. Uh, um, my thing is to get to the ball, get to the ball as fast as possible. Um, and, um, you know, tonight I feel like, you know, I was getting to the ball, getting to the ball as fast as possible. Um, but, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make any excuses. I'm not going to sit here and uh, blame it on any type of blocking or anything like that. Um, end of the day, you know, I got to be able to make big plays for this defense because I'm a big-time player. Congrats on the win, though, man. Good luck next week. Thank you. Sooners win tonight 42-41. to Parnell Motley joins Stephen Parker and Trey Brown in the list of those who in recent years have made two-point conversion stops here on Owen Field. Stephen Parker, 2015 against TCU to save a game. Trey Brown, 2018 against Oklahoma State to save a game. Parnell Motley tonight in both of those seasons, Oklahoma ended up in the college football playoff.
We'll see if we look back at that play by Parnell Motley as a major reason why they do it again in 2019. Let's take a break. we got final stats coming up. More post-game reaction from the victorious Sooners as well. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, Sooner Football has been brought to you by Allstate. College football is mayhem. Be better protected with Allstate. And by Midfirst Bank, exclusive home of the OU Visa credit and debit card. This is the Bud Light Post Game Show. Pistol formation, handoff, Hall running right, hemmed in and dropped. Ronnie Perkins throws him down for a loss. 42-41 Sooners win. Let's take a look at the final stats. Teddy, jump in anytime you hear something you want to comment on. Oklahoma tonight, 226 rushing yards, 273 through the air. They ran 67 plays for 499 total yards. Iowa State, 195 on the ground, 282 through the air. They ran 69 plays for 477 total yards. Penalties big in this game. Iowa State averages only four penalties a game. Fewest in the Big 12. They had 11 tonight for 84 yards. Sooner seven for 63. OU had over a five-minute time of possession advantage at halftime. They finished the game with an over five-minute disadvantage in time of possession. Iowa State had the ball the entire second half. Third down, Cyclones 4 of 11, OU 8 for 13. Iowa State went 1 for 2 on fourth. Individual numbers, Jalen Hurts, 18 of 26 passing, 273 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Kennedy Brooks, 15 carries for 132 and a touchdown. Jalen Hurts, 22 carries, 68 yards, two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, eight catches, 167, and two touchdowns tonight. Delarian Turner-Yale and Deshaun White each had nine tackles to pace the way. For Iowa State, Brock Purdy, 19 of 30, 282, five touchdown passes and no interceptions. Which is pretty shocking. It felt like he was uncomfortable pretty much the entire night, didn't it? Throwing, backpedaling, and he made some nice plays and some nice throws. Uh, The one over here on the sideline uh, was a great play in between defenders and, you know, made a couple of nice plays on touchdowns. And even the two-point conversion pass, while he had – the Kolar kid open, he still hit his wide receiver right in the chest with mm-hmm. the ball. He had a touchdown on the ground as well, so six total touchdowns for Purdy tonight. Brees Hall, their freshman running back, 18 carries, 110 yards, and he also was their leading receiver, four catches, 33 yards by number of catches. Tariq Milton had two catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Marcel Spears, 10 tackles. Final stats brought to you by Taco Mayo Freshmax. Fresh ingredients built to order. Back downstairs, Chris Plank is with Buki. Jumping in with Buki here on the uh, interviews with the media, talking about the unsportsmanlike conduct uh, call. I did my job. Uh, I came. I, it was it was a design play where I'm supposed to be in a zone play, and um, I did my job. And I was just kind of a little bit out of control, you know. Yeah. Honestly, you know, straightforward. I I accepted a hundred percent. I talked to Coach Link about it, and I I, uh, I spoke to him, you know, and it won't happen again. 100%. Is that just something that happens sometimes in emotional it's games? Or? 
No, 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 no. No emotion went into that. It wasn't like a, yeah. a instability of un, of some sort where I couldn't control myself. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was specifically just a football play. You yeah. know, you know me. Uh, I believe it was number seven. Mm-hmm. I believe that when that happened, you know, we talked about it after the play. You know, he he. We spoke about it. The ref spoke about it. I spoke about it. But really, it's just a football play. Yeah. Honestly, it happens. But it's a mistake of mine. It was a dumb mistake, and I, it won't happen again. Yeah. Yes, sir. Can you take us through the complexities of this Iowa State offense and how challenging it can be? Uh, it can be very challenging for people that don't understand their rules uh, of, of their specific defense. And if you if you have bad eyes because they motion and shift a lot, 90% of their play is really almost probably higher than that. They're going to shift or they're going to motion every single play. So if you don't know your job or the job that you have after the motion, you know, you're you're in a, in a bad position. But, you know, if you if you go into every play with a plan, plan A, plan B and plan C, you know, and just know which one to execute, you know, you're going to be fine. Yeah, Rupp talked about man eyes and zone eyes and kind of and kind of that helped on that last play. Can you take us through the two point conversion? Yeah, um, that was a, uh, that was just a great play by Piedmont. That was just a, like I keep saying, that was an effort based play by Piedmont. It was the second effort just to rip that ball out from him because, you know, it was going both ways. And then he just kind of like pulled it away from him. So uh, I'm very I'm very excited for Piedmont, you know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> talked about that play a lot. But is that sort of like. With the, besides the fact that it was a turnover, the aggression, the effort, the physicality, is that kind of epitomize what Grinch wants from you guys, play in and play out? Yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, he just he just wants us to make sure that we we're aggressive. You know, when when people when people find problems and things like that and or issues of some sort, they tend to like decrease you know their aggressiveness, and that's not really the case. And, you know, and Coach Grinch wants to make sure that we don't lose you know the aggressiveness in our in our technique, whether it's tackling, whether it's in man cover, zone cover, anything. Aggressive, you know, is not is not you know, a decre- decreasing thing. That's Buki postgame. He struggled uh, tonight but made some big plays late in this game. Sooners win it yesterday, 42-41. Uh, to 41. <laughs> Listen to Sooner Sports Talk presented by AT&T with head coach Lincoln Riley on Tuesdays at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in Norman. You can also catch up with Teddy Lehman on the huddle that night. Same location, 6 o'clock. Come by and visit with Coach and Teddy. We'll take a timeout. Chris Plank's going to pinch hit the next segment. We're wrapping it up here. Sooners win at 42-41. we got to start to look ahead because we got a monster showdown coming up next week in Waco. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. The back is Hall. Two-point conversion try. Purdy back to pass. Looks left under pressure. Throws late. It is incomplete. Motley's got it. He's got it. It's either intercepted or it's incomplete. Either way, it'll work. The Sooners have dodged a bullet again. Welcome back for the final time to Owen Field. Stop on by your hometown Whataburger and try their one-of-a-kind patty belt with two all-beef patties, grilled onions, Monterey Jack cheese, their famous creamy pepper sauce, all on Texas toast. It's like telling your taste buds how much you love them. That was uh, that that play took place in the far south corner of the end zone, mm-hmm. far corner of the south end zone, and three bodies come together. And you know when you're watching, you're, you're like you're looking for a ball on the ground. There's no ball on the ground, so somebody's got the football. And then uh, you know your first react. It was a little hard to tell who was celebrating at first. And he kind of looked upset when he came out of there. And like, the Iowa State fans it. were losing their minds over there in the corner as yeah. well, too, where the Cyclone, the visitors, were sitting. 
So then eventually Motley comes out, and it was, it was just a little – it was hard to see at first exactly what took place. So I apologize for the delayed reaction on that call, but we got there eventually. You weren't the only one. <laughs> the sideline was the exact same way. They had no idea. Uh, speaking of that sideline, we had a chance to catch up with Pat Fields and kind of a media scrum and asked him what it's going to take to get more consistency for this defense. Um, you know, just, just focusing on focusing on us because, I mean, you know, there's times where, you know, we're playing. We're playing well because we're executing things well. You know, we're doing our technique. You know, we're having elite focus, you know, doing all the details. And there's times whenever we're playing bad because we're failing to do those things. So, um, you know, it's really just a matter of that. I know uh, it kind of feels like we're grilling you, but you guys did win tonight. Is there anything to <laughs> take away from it? Um, you know, we, we fought. You know, we, we made the plays that we, we need to make to win. Um, but... I don't know, it's difficult because, I mean, to be honest, you know, we go into every single game expecting to win the game, and we expect to win the game in a different fashion than the way we won the game tonight. So um, the disappointing thing is we didn't win in the fashion we want to win because the game didn't have to be 42-41 and it shouldn't have been 42-41. Isn't it interesting when you win a game and, and you were down there, Chris, and I've been in a couple of those locker rooms where it doesn't feel like uh, a victory? Yeah, uh, very much so. And we, you know, kind of break down the fourth wall of it. We do a lot of our interviews in the, uh, in, in the team meeting room, and that's where we talk to the coaches, and that's where we talk to CD and Kenneth, and I think Kennedy as well too. Uh, and, and it's a little bit more relaxed because those guys can it, – it, it's not – it's a me and Gabe and I sitting talking to them, so it's more, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. But you could definitely see a different tone whenever it got into like a group setting. To where you heard Pat Fields' tone. That sounded like a guy that was addressing a loss. Kind of heard Buki. Sounded like a guy. To, Alex Grinch just wrapped up his press conference and it sounded like a coach that had, you know, looked over a team that had lost. And I mean, it's hard whenever you have a 42 21 lead heading into the fourth quarter and then you're fighting for your life to knock down and strip away a two point conversion to save the day. So every, is... everyone two man said they'll learn from it. This is going to be interesting to digest because we take a look at our Jana King clean sweep of scores from around the country. And you go into today, I'm sure you guys did it on your shows, with kind of a checklist of everything you're rooting for, all right, if you're an OU fan. Well, they got almost everything they needed today. <laughs> with one exception, Kansas State lost. That was the one thing. Baylor won to stay undefeated to set up a big matchup next week. Check. Minnesota beats Penn State, gives them their first loss. Check. I think we kind of landed on it would be better if LSU won the Alabama game, and they did. Check. But number one on that list was Oklahoma win and look good. Well, Oklahoma won, but I don't know if they made themselves any, you know, positive points in the eyes of the committee. So um, it'll be interesting to see where this all shakes itself out on Tuesday night. I agree 100%. And if it matters. Well, and I'd like to pose a question because – Everyone wanted Minnesota to beat Penn State to knock Penn State down. Yeah. But here comes Minnesota. I'm like, <laughs> that team looked pretty good. And they've got a, you know, I don't know that they're going to win out, but they looked really good. I mean, I I, I don't know what, what maybe that team looks like down the stretch. I, I guess it's possible it won't they're matter. In, that they're in the way, but. I don't think you would find two uh, Big Ten football teams make it that that scenario doesn't seem like it could happen but if you have an undefeated minnesota team against an undefeated ohio state team you know 
who knows? I still think a one-loss Oklahoma Big 12 champion has a really good shot. I, do too. I mean, it, it depends on everything else that happens, obviously. It goes without saying, but I said it anyway. But I still think 75% of the time in that scenario, they're going to make it. Not yeah. every time, but. So you're not getting there unless you play well. Mm-hmm. And so you got to beat Baylor on the road. You got to beat Oklahoma State on the road. You probably got to beat Baylor again. You got to beat a, 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 you know, a TCU team that can be tough. So uh, it'll be interesting. And on top of that, Great win for the OU men's basketball team tonight uh, up in South uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Big second half, 23-4 run. They beat Minnesota 71-62. And the Thunder win tonight. So uh, almost everything went our way today. A few straggling stats from uh, Stats Kelly. How about this? When OU had a 21-point lead or more at halftime, they were going all the way back to 1937. They were 194 and 0. That almost got busted tonight. Now they're 195 and 0. That's a keep the streak alive. That is a, that it lives is a weird on. stat. CD Lamb had his fifth career game of 160 yards or more. Fifth career game of at least 160 receiving yards. That ties Sterling Shepard and Ryan Broyles. Jalen Hurts, the only player in the country this year with four games of at least two rushing and two passing touchdowns. C.D. Lamb has tied Mark Clayton now, all-time with 31 career touchdown receptions. Jalen Hurts has a touchdown run now in seven straight games. I was just – he's had his fifth career game of 160-plus. Has he had three this year? I'd have to look. Texas, obviously, tonight. Yes. yes. And maybe the other one was 150-something, 157 or 152. Just so you know, for the huddle show, I took the under on uh, 165 for CeeDee Lamb, so I'm sorry, Toby. What did he get? 168. Oh. <laughs> <Just> yeah. <laughs> OU has won their 15th straight home game, their 18th straight win in November, 128th straight sellout tonight, although few of you went home early thinking this thing was tucked away tonight. Uh, they still haven't lost back-to-back regular season games since 1999. That's 40 straight wins after a loss in the regular season. I mean, now 49 uh, straight wins when they lead going to the fourth quarter. So all those streaks are still alive. Final thoughts, Chris? Well, we'll have some injuries that we'll need yeah. updates on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't look promising for either Kenneth Mann or Trey Sermon. And you start looking at that running back room and with Ramondre dinging up his ankle tonight as well, too. Uh, Marcus Major was not in uniform. I mean, you're, you know, we always joke about oh, so many running backs, and every year, every year, yeah. it comes down to it. So now you're looking. How are you going to keep everybody happy? Maybe two healthy running backs. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so. Uh, it's at, and I know Kennedy had been battling a shoulder issue as well too. So anyway, the, the point is, it's just that's a that's going to be an interesting storyline. And then you know, Jalen Hurts is just now speaking with the media. I mean, just now he, he went and worked out. He again? went and worked out again. A gun pump. Uh, Can't and blame him for that. So, uh, it, 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 his point was, we we had a chance to talk when he was coming off the field. He's like, "Hey, we won," and that was kind of his thought. One and zero. So, for those of you, and he said, "I got to play he better." He didn't expound on that. Uh, no, one and zero. Shocking, <laughs> shocking, right? But uh, my man is uh, my man's fired up uh, because they won a game, but obviously frustrated because they didn't execute the way that they could. So, we'll talk to him Monday at the press conference. You can catch all that at SoonerSports.tv. I agree with everything Plank says right there. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Baylor's going to be game. They're going to be ready. They've got some Fired good up. wide receivers. They've got some good backs. 
They've got a, uh, a very capable quarterback. Not great on the offensive line, but defensively, they're nails. They are really good. They got some good players uh, on every single level. That's going to be a fun atmosphere. I can't wait. Game day is going to be there. I love. I like that stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my favorite radio booth in the Big Twelve at Baylor. Prime, uh, game day is going to be there. It's going to be a whole day to get amped up about it. I can't wait. Next Saturday night's going to be fantastic. Now let's take a look at this week's upcoming Sooner Athletic events. That's a 6.30 kickoff next Saturday night, folks. So that means we will be on the air with you beginning at 4.30 next week for the Sooner Radio pregame show. This look at upcoming OU events brought to you by Red Carpet Charters, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Thanks to our great crew tonight, Teddy Lehman, Merv Johnson, Chris Plank, Gabe Eichard, Rufus Alexander, engineers and producers, the historian Michael Dean, and the apprentice Drake Dykin. Dennis Stats Kelly, our spotter Greg Tripp Blackwood, Tom Shores, our sideline engineer, and Seth Summer running the show for us back in our Learfield IMG studio. Final score one final time from Owen Field on a Sunday morning. It was Oklahoma 42 and Iowa State 41. Until next week, on the banks of the Brazos, this is Toby Rowland saying, Sooners win and Boomers sooner, everybody. Sooner football has been brought to you by Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner football, and by OU Medicine, number one in the field. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.